Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome to Podcasting for Christ. As promised on my promo, tonight's episode will be Light and Sound, Gideon's Torch and Trumpets. Light and Sound, Gideon's Torch and Trumpets will be coming uh, from Judges chapter, 19, uh, chapter 7, verses 19 and 20. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, Father. Dear God, you're such a good, kind, and gracious God. So loving and caring, Father, dear God. And dear God, uh, we can uh, tell by our scripture tonight that we'll dive into, Father, and just how much you're with us and just how much you care and how you want to see success. And dear God, you want to get all the praise and you want to get all the glory and honor. And we know, dear God, that, that you don't, want people to be involved in idolatry and and dear God and, and you don't want people to be involved in sin you want us to be pure and holy like we're supposed to be father dear God and I'm thankful for each and every listener that's, that's listening tonight and dear God also thank you for this ministry and I thank you for putting up with me father dear Lord and and I thank you for your great mercy and your help. And now, dear God, please forgive me for all my sins, all my iniquities, all my transgressions and my trespasses. Father, dear God, that I've sinned against you and you alone. And help me, Father, dear God, to be the evangelist, to be the teacher, the preacher, the podcaster tonight, Father. Let the Holy Spirit use me in a mighty way and speak through me, Father, dear God. And I do pray if someone's lost and undone, that they would find salvation tonight, Father, dear Lord. And I also pray if they're backslidden and turn their back on you, put you on a shelf, Father, dear God. That maybe something I say would, would encourage them to get back on fire for you, Father, dear God. And, and dear Lord, for all those that are on the front lines doing battle each and every day, I pray you open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon them that they can't contain, Father, dear God. Just bless them and fill us all with your wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your will that we may all walk in obedience and bear fruit. And I'm going to be careful, dear God. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I thank you for that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Thank you for all that you do. In the sweet, precious name of Jesus, I pray right now, Father, dear God, giving you praise, all praise, all honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Judges 7, 19 and 20, light and sound, Gideon's torch and trumpet. Welcome to Podcasting for Christ. Here we go. Uh, verse 19 says, So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets, and they break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with a hole. And they cried, and they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, what like to say happy Father's Day weekend to everyone out there. And I'm I'm glad you're tuning in with me tonight. And I'm glad to be here. When we look at this lights and sound, Gideon's torch and trumpet, really, we're just going to be diving into a uh, uh, the life of Gideon tonight. And, and uh, hopefully that we'll uh, see 
exactly this weak, frail man, scaredy cat, so to speak, turned into a great warrior for God just by obeying him, putting faith and trust in him. And hey, it's just like us today. It's not an easy task just to jump right into it. It takes time for most of us and and everything. But I just want to tell you tonight, you can never go wrong obeying listening and obeying and, and the Word of God and, and doing what He would have you to do. You know, the, the, the most powerful weapon that is highly underestimated is the mind. And no one is wiser than God Almighty. Sure, our minds often play tricks on us and we can be fooled by what we think that we see, bringing joy or fear. At Christmas, we hear the sound of Christmas carols heralding throughout and Christmas lights all around, giving us great joy for the season of remembering the birth of our Savior. This is wellness. It's a sign of great hope. This is good news. However, the lights and sound of a railroad crossing bring us warning not to cross. Lights and sound of of patrol cars, emergency vehicles, sirens, and the sound of our emergency broadcast system give us warning of danger that is upon us. And God has given us our five senses, like sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch, all to help us in this life. Sometimes to keep us from danger, to guide us along the way, and bring us pleasure and joy. God is so good to his creation. God has given us everything we need to thrive and survive. You see, God sees us as victorious. God sees us all for what we can become through him, not our weak, frail state we may be presently in. This is what happened with Gideon. The call of Gideon is a good is a good perfect example of how God works. Israel had done evil in the sight of the Lord, and they were delivered into the hand of Midian for 7 years. Now when looking at the book of Judges, we see a continuous cycle. Israel sins, God punishes Israel for their sin, Israel cries out to God, and God hears and delivers. Judges 6, 7 says, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites. Verse 10 goes on to say, And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not. (laughs) Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. They were told not to fear the gods of the Amorites. And really, when you look at it, uh, we shouldn't fear any god but the one true living God, because a piece of wood, a statue, a stone, or, or some false idol, I don't care if Baal, whoever it is, <laughs> they have no power whatsoever. It's like me being scared of my chair I'm sitting in. Just kind of crazy and ludicrous, right? But God says, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And that's why, see, God wants us to obey. He wants us to to live holy and righteous lives. He wants us to help him get the gospel truth out there. and, and, And we just need not to fear anything that's going on around us and going on in our life. 
that we just simply need to let go and let God. We need to trust God. We need to understand that He is uh, on our side. And then, you know, and it's okay to fear. Now, and I just had a text here. I've been uh, looking for something all day to, to happen or, you know, and everything. And it just did. So forgive me. I was kind of sidetracked just for a moment, but I've got the message now and let's move on. And this is, you know, I'm looking at this. This is, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Now, I have found out that fear comes when we are walking outside of God's will. Have you noticed that? You know, uh, someone uh, one time come up to me and dropped something, made a loud noise, and I kind of jumped a little bit, and he said, I thought you was living right. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, when we're living right, when we're doing right, we won't be fearful. But when we are outside of God's will, maybe little things will scare us. So, you know, I found out that fear comes when we're walking outside of God's will. Now, when we are living in sin, when, when we are living in sin, not that we can't be afraid when walking in God's will, but we lose confidence, we lose strength, we end assurance when we walk outside of His will. And we gain these when we are obeying His will, praying and listening and staying in His Word daily. That's what we need to be doing. Now, when I am walking in God's will, there are times when it seems that I fear nothing. My confidence is great, and I am filled with the Spirit, and I feel untouchable. However, the exact opposite is true when I fail to pray, when I fail to get in God's Word like I should, and do His will like I should. Hmm. Now, many people walking in God... Uh, walking in God's will often find fear when God calls them to the unknown. Sure, we are okay as long as God doesn't ask us to do something outside the box, so to speak, or call us into the to a ministry. But we could say a man that is afraid of public speaking, being called to preach, can be a it can can be a great fear for him, or someone being called into the mission field to a foreign land. Or in Gideon's case, a man hiding out in a cave, threshing wheat in fear of the Mennonites being called to deliver Israel from them would bring justifiable fear. However, this is how God operates. God uses the weak. God uses those who are afraid. God uses the uneducated. God uses the most unlikely people to accomplish His will at times. And God uses those who are willing to be used by Him. That's a very key component. We have to understand that, that, that God uses those who are willing, those who surrender to God, those who say, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Hmm. Now, Gideon was hiding out in fear and was far from being a great military leader. However, the angel called him a mighty man of valor, Judges 6, 12. And it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. This is why I said God sees our end game. He sees what we can become when we trust and obey. Now Gideon responds like most of us would, with excuses on why we, he's not the one for the job, you know, as if God had made a mistake. Let's look at that. That's Judges 6, 13 through 24. I'm going to read a little bit here tonight, so just bear with me. 
uh, Judges 6, 13 uh, through 24, it says, 13 says, And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, when, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the many nights. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, as thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewithal shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then shew me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not in hence, excuse me, depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my uh, present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an ephod of flour. The flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. Verse 20 says, And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh of the unleavened cakes, and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, unleavened cakes. And there arose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, and the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of the Abizarites. Amen. Gideon will now, God, excuse me, God will now prepare Gideon and give him his first test. He knows that the angel of war has now appeared to him. He's called him a mighty man of valor. He's not seeing Gideon in his present fearful state, and but he's seeing Gideon and calling out what's going to take place. What God sees is our end game. God sees what we can become when we fully trust in Him. God will now prepare Gideon and give him his first test. Gideon is now told to tear down the altar of Baal and the Asherah's pole next to it. Now, Asherah's pole is a sacred tree or a pole that stood near Canaanite religious locations to honor the Ugaritic mother, the goddess Asherah. And the King James Bible calls it a grove, so you'll see that. It says cut down, tear down the altar and cut down the grove. Now Gideon was to cut down the Asherah's pole and use it to burn the sacrifice upon the altar unto God. Using a bullet, Gideon called the altar Jehovah Shalom. Gideon's first test, and he is still scared and does not and does this task at night so he would not be seen. 
That was his own father's altar and a shearer's pole. And all the townspeople would be very upset over them being cut down and destroyed. How sad that is. Now Gideon took ten men, ten servants, and done as he was instructed, and tore down the altar of Baal, and built an altar unto God, and sacrificed the bullock unto the Lord. This was done at night because he feared his father's household and the men of the city. The next morning the altar of Baal was cut down, and the bullock offered unto the Lord. The townspeople said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. The men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die. Wow. What would his father do? Would he hand Gideon over to the mob, the lynch mob, the rowdy crowd outside? Would Joash defend his son's actions? Listen to what Joash said. Joash said, Will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death. If he is a god, let him plead for himself. Now Joash, even though he was even though he is guilty of worshiping Baal upon the old altar, either he is either he's in fear for his son or, or his life, or, or maybe he came to his senses and and knew his son was right in doing this task. Joash was wise in his answer. If Baal is a god, let him bring restitution, havoc, and judgment upon Gideon. Now it is sad that God's children would defend and be ready to kill a fellow child over doing away with a false god, an idol. They all should be thanking Gideon for doing God's work and doing away with the things that should not have been there in the first place. God only wants what's best for his children, and he also wants us to put him first and have nothing before him. Anything we put before God becomes an idol. Gideon is known by many names. A warrior, mighty man of valor. He that cuts down, and now the townspeople will call him Jerubbabel, meaning Baal will contend. Gideon has now passed his first test. However, Gideon is still in fear and has no confidence. Gideon will still need more faith and trust in God. Gideon will now gather his army and appeal to his God to make sure that God will be with him and use him to deliver Israel. Judges 6.36 And Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, Behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor, and if the, if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. When that was also verses 36 and 37. Now the next morning the fleece was wet, and the earth around it was dry. However, now Gideon is still not convinced. So he asked for God to be patient 
and not to be angry with him. In verse 39, And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece, and upon all the ground let there be dew. Hey, the next morning the fleece was dry, and the earth all around the fleece was wet with dew. See, God understands our fear, our weaknesses, and our frailty. And in great kindness and love, he granted Gideon's request. Now, the law, the, the law of the Old Testament prohibited people from testing God. Deuteronomy 6.16, Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. Now, Gideon was well aware he was in violation of the law. And that is why he asked God not to be angry with him. You see, God knows the heart, and he also knows when we need a little bit of help and maybe just a little bit of encouragement. Each and every day, we have tough choices to make. We have decisions that need to be made, and they can be good or bad, right or wrong. It is always wise, always, always wise to get God's view and input on all decisions. And when our heart is in the right place, and we just need some assurance, some confidence, and declaration on the matter, God is always willing to help. Hey, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We were uh, discussing about how willing and, and able God is. He's always ready to help us in time of need, and He understands. I mean, yes, we're not supposed to tempt God, and we should be willing to trust Him, but I know many of us, if we were going to be facing the circumstances that Gideon was, that we would probably want a little assurance and encouragement too as well. See, God wants us to trust and obey Him in everything. God is on our side, and God wants His children to be successful. And hey, that's me, that's you, anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord that is saved. God, we are God's children. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to have a great life, but He also wants to grow us up, to mature us, and to teach us to trust Him and honor and obey Him, and, and that there's nothing that we need to be in fear of. Now, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be sure that we are hearing from God and, and have the proper instructions. I mean, I know we battle with decisions every day that, that sometimes we just want to make sure that we're doing God's will, you know, and uh, we want to make sure that God is with us and, 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 and have the greatest confidence should come knowing that God is with us. Now, when David faced the giant, he knew that God was with him. When, when we do exactly what God wants us to do, we will have success. We will be victorious. Things will work out. Now, maybe not the way we expect. However, we never lose. Notice that. We never lose when obeying God. Can I get an amen? Yes, amen. God has spared Gideon's life from the angry mob and granted his request on the fleece both times. Was this enough? Is Gideon now ready? Does he now trust that God is with him? Hmm. 
Those are some good questions. What do you think? Now the real task is at hand. Notice this. Gideon was facing a Midianite, a Midianite army of 135,000 soldiers. And he only has an army of 32,000. And with these numbers, I think we would all be fearful. And we would want to be sure God was on our side, wouldn't you? However, this would not be the case. The situation would only get worse, more serious, more severe, more reprehensible, and less satisfactory for, satisfactory for Gideon. The, <laughs> the 32,000 men at his disposal will now be reduced. And Gideon would now having, have even a greater challenge. According to God, Gideon's army is too large. And God would now choose Gideon's army for him, making the task even greater. We're going to go to Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 8 now. Judges 7, 1 through 8. Then Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of, of Herod, so that the, mo that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand have saved me. See, God had a purpose in knocking the army down. That's why God doesn't want us being confident in numbers and things. He just wants us to trust in Him, no matter the odds. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. So now his 32,000 men that were really already undermanned against 135,000 now is reduced to 10,000. But hold on, we're not through. Let's move on. Verse 4 says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down into the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. Verse 5, So he brought down the people into the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go every man unto his place. Verse 8, So the people took victuals in their hand, and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, into his tent, and retained those three hundred men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. God has reduced 
Gideon's army from 32,000 down to just 300 men. And now the day is done and every man back in their tents and the great Midianite army lay below them in the valley. Remember I said earlier that the mind can be the most powerful weapon and no one can outsmart God. When all seems hopeless, God has a plan. And if we will just trust Him, all will be well. Everything will work out for the best and God will bring the victory. Our part is to just do exactly as God has told us. And sometimes <laughs> that may not be of a as big of a task as we might think. It just me it just may take big faith. See, when you really look at the battle that is about to become, Gideon didn't really have to do too much but obey God and watch God work. But it took big faith. Then we watch God work. Now, why did God reduce Gideon's army? I think we've already answered that. I think we all know the answer to that. God is going to increase Gideon in the land. From this point on, Gideon would be a judge of Israel, a deliverer of Israel, a true warrior for God. God will get the glory for this victory is the reason why he reduced Gideon's army. And God will now use the mind to help with this great victory and use a dream to get the ball rolling. Going to use a dream. Yes, let's go ahead and read. We'll look, pick up right here at verse uh, 9 and, and go through 14 here and talk about this dream. It says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pahira, uh, thy servant, down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterwards shall thine hand, hands, be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Pahura, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Kimelites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came over a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay alone. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of the Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hands hath God delivered Midian and all the host. Gideon, maybe for the first time since God has called him, he now has an idea of how God will pull this off and maybe, just maybe, uh, some increased confidence and faith in, in, in God's plan here. Gideon now knows that God's plan can be trusted. He knows that God will deliver Israel out from under the oppression of the Midianites. Gideon will now worship God. He will encourage his small army and start their attack on Midian forces that lay below. I'm going to pick right back up now with verses 15 through 23. 
do, like I said, going to do a law reading tonight, but I want you to hear the truth. I want you to hear the gospel truth. Amen. I want you to hear God's word, not mine. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped and returned at the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. That's why I said he gained his confidence, gained a little strength in God's plan now. He kind of felt a little bit better. You know, he's now trying to encourage the men. And he said unto them, Look on me. And do likewise, and behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be a camp, excuse me, that it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow uh, with a trumpet, and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets. Also every side of all the camp, and say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. He had split them up, uh, the 300 men up uh, into 100 companies, uh, 100 each in each company and separated them, you know, and going right along. And it says, and they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their hands and the trumpets in their, uh, excuse me, hold the, hold the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the 300 blew the trumpets and the Lord said, look at this, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. Even throughout all the host, and the host fled to Bethshedah uh, and in Zarirath and to the border of Abel-Meholah and to Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. Mm. Let's see. And that, yep, that's verse 23. So now we see that God used 300 men, 103 different strategic areas on the battlefield to really just to play a trick on the Midianites. Play a mind game, maybe a mind trick. As they busted the pitchers and they blew the trumpets and cried out saying the sword of the Lord and Gideon and of Gideon the Midianite army already in fear because of the dream were now thinking that they were surrounded by a great army of the Lord and Gideon now began at the army of the Lord and Gideon and now they began to panic and in all of the calamity in all the confusion, God sent every man's sword against his fellow. In other words, they were killing each other. They were so they were so much in fear and in confusion, they began to kill each other, and others began to flee the scene. Now Israel gathers themselves and began to pursue after the Midianites, and God used the power of the mind, the power of a dream. God used fear and confusion to bring victory to Gideon and all of Israel this day. And Israel, because of a scared, fearful man, was delivered 
Amen. Gideon became a great warrior that day and went on and Israel had rest for the next 40 years. And Gideon was is, is always going to be known now not as this weak, frail man that was hiding out in a cave threshing wheat. Not a man that had to throw his fleece out. But, and we see these stories. We see these things happening just because, I mean, you know, we know that God knows our weaknesses. God knows our uh, fatality and how we, are, how we are scared sometimes and just need a little bit of encouragement. And God sees us as what we can become. And God will use things. God used several steps to get Gideon to where he needed to be. But you see there in the end that Gideon was proud. Gideon was fearless. And Gideon was a was a true warrior. And he had confidence and he encouraged men. He encouraged them so much they wanted him to become their king. Of course, he refused. But Gideon, and they had peace for the next 40 years. Gideon is a perfect example of how God can use anyone to accomplish His will. Did you hear that? That means even you. Are you answering God's call tonight? Let's read that again. Gideon's a perfect example of how God can use anyone to accomplish His will. In reality, there is no way 300 men can make 135,000 men retreat. <laughs> Gideon and his victory may have inspired the great Apostle Paul to write Romans 8.31. What shall we say uh, to these things? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Gideon learned that lesson. How about you? Are you encouraged tonight to know that whatever task that God has laid before you, that He's going to be with you and that you can trust in Him? Do you not see tonight that there's nothing too great for our God? He is all-powerful and all-holy. And there's no task that we can accept and that He won't be there with us to help us. There's no... No battle that we can't face with Him on our side. There's nothing, absolutely nothing too big for God to handle. He did it then, and He can handle it today as well. What battle are you facing today? God can help. God is there for you. God wants to be there for you. God wants you to call on Him. And if God's called you to do something, don't be in fear. Have confidence, trust in Him, knowing that with Him on our side, we're always going to get the victory. Amen. Hey, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, call on Him today. I mean, you you probably say, what are you talking about? I mean, God's not, you know, all a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to you until you take a step of faith and God pulls the blinders off. But call out on God today. Call out on Him to be your Savior. This God that brought, that brought this great victory to Gideon and Israel, He can bring great victories in your life. And the first one would be salvation so that you won't have to be separated from Him eternally. Whatever you're facing tonight, I'm, I'm here to tell you that God's the answer. 
God wants you to call on Him. If you've turned your back on Him, God wants you back in the battle. God wants you to be His child again. Are you still His child? He just wants the fellowship to be restored. Amen. Hey, I, I want you to please, I want you all to do a big favor for me. I want you to really pray to God. And there's a lot of things going on in my wife's family, a lot of things going on in my family. And I, I need your prayers. This ministry needs your prayers. Satan has surely been attacking uh, me probably for the last six months now. He wants to shut this podcast down. He wants to shut me down. So, hey, do a favor for me and pray for me. Pray for this ministry and share this episode. Share this podcast with others. That would be one thing that we can do to put a foot down, a heel to the head, kind of blow to Satan. On You know, it's, it's just to go ahead and dig a little deeper, roll our sleeves up and get on fire for God and keep pressing forward. God God doesn't want you to listen to this episode. He doesn't want you to listen to my podcast. He doesn't want you to share it. So I'm telling you, hey, do a favor for me and share it. Let people know. Uh, check out my YouTube account and share that. Subscribe and do things and help. Try to help get this gospel truth out there. That's the that's the main goal that I have. And this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. With he's got the whole world in his hands. Ministry and hey, you've been listening to podcasting for Christ. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. God bless.